And I want to call your attention to the screens as I read for us our scripture for the day on this All Saints Sunday. Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing God's praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel celebrate its maker. Let Zion's children rejoice in their king. Let them praise God's name with dance. Let them sing God's praise with the drum and lyre. Because the Lord is pleased with his people, God will beautify the poor with saving help. Let the faithful celebrate with glory. Let them shout for joy on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to get revenge against the nations and punishment on the peoples, binding their rulers in chains and the officials in iron shackles, achieving the justice written against them. That will be an honor for all God's faithful people. Praise the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In the life and rhythm of the church, this is the Sunday when we celebrate the saints who've gone before us, who've died in the past year, remembering them, giving thanks for their lives. All Saints Day is technically November 1st, which is why October 31st is Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, you know, some of this history perhaps. And then the following Sunday, today, is when we remember our saints. So today we acknowledge and celebrate that the spirit of the saints who have gone before us pervade this space. Not merely this room, but this church, this community, and our lives. Some of these saints spent a lifetime singing the praises of God and celebrating the Lord as the psalmist wrote. So we are honoring their spirit today by letting their lives and their faith be our sermon. As we have reflections about each of them from people who knew and loved them best. And as we do this, we remember and celebrate that in Christ, death is not the end. In Christ, death has lost its victory and its sting. That life is everlasting with God. And we live now in the fullness of that promise, surrounded by the great cloud of witnesses of those who have gone praising the Lord before us. We remember that God is restoring all things, living and dead, to the glory of God's eternal kingdom. Would you hear now the naming of our saints? Stephen Brown. Stephen accomplished so much in his nearly 51 years of life, from working at IBM in the call center to working at the World of Coke store. He learned to drive with hand controls and live independently in his own condo for many years. He loved music, especially 80s and 90s rock bands, and he enjoyed collecting Olympic and Disney pins and many guitars, even though he never actually played one of them. He even got the privilege of carrying the Olympic torch on one of the relay legs in Salt Lake City leading up to the 96 Olympic Games. Even in the most challenging circumstances of his life, especially over the last several years, 
with his health issues limiting him to living each day mostly bedridden. Stephen always made the most of what he had and always remained positive, optimistic, and never complained. He was such a handsome man with the sweetest, kindest heart. He cared for and loved people and life so deeply. In heaven, he is home, and there are no more physical limitations. He's walking and dancing alongside his beautiful mother who was there to greet him. Stephen is home and set free. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us glory. Rusty Cullens. Rusty was a kind, generous to a fault person who loved his family, friends, and God. He joined Shambly First United Methodist Church in 1980, transferring his membership from Northside Methodist. He grew up a Presbyterian, but was swayed to the Methodist Church by his loving wife. Their first child was baptized in this sanctuary that year when it was brand new. And this child was the first one to be baptized with the brand new baptismal font. Their children were baptized here. They all grew up in the church preschool and kindergarten and sang in the choirs. The whole family attended Sunday school and worship. Rusty loved his family and loved to say prayers and cook pancakes with all seven of his grandkids. Rusty loved his church, this church, and served on several committees. His favorite was the Pastor Parish Relations Committee, where he met many lifelong friends. He's missed very much, and after a long battle with many health issues, we all know he is no longer struggling and is home with the Lord. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us the Lord. Mary Ferguson. Mary was a gentle soul. She always had a smile on her face and never complained. She was a devoted wife to the love of her life, Bruce, for almost 60 years. Mary was such a caring person who loved her family very much. She organized the family beach trip every year for 60 people, a tradition her children and grandchildren still continue. She was always concerned about others, making sure they felt important and loved. She was generous with her time and volunteered regularly as a Sunday school teacher and mentor for children at Shambly Methodist, a Girl Scout leader, a volunteer at Murphy Candler Park football concessions, the 96 Olympics and neighborhood committees. Mary and Bruce were leaders at Shambly. They encouraged their children to follow their faith, which has continued on in her children, growing in their faith and leading adult Bible studies at their church, and her grandchildren becoming devoted in their faith and dedicating their time to others by leading small groups for high school students. Mary was and will always be deeply loved. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us the Lord. Robin Gray. Robin was born in Statesville, North Carolina to parents who met in an orphanage. He had three brothers and two sisters and their whole family were devoted Christians. Robin and his wife Fran were married 73 years and had two sons 
four grandchildren, four great-grandchildren, and two great-great-grandchildren. Robin was a professor at Georgia Tech for 40 years. And he and Fran were great tech football and basketball fans and went to every home game. Even though he was always very busy at work, he always had time for his family. He coached all of his sons, Robin and Carl's Little League baseball teams. He was a devoted Christian, served as church treasurer for 30 years. In his retirement, they enjoyed many family trips together. Robin was a wonderful husband, father, and man of God. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us the Lord. Les Hammond. Les lived in a way that honored his vows of church membership. With his prayers and his presence, he honored those vows. After retirement, he spent lots of time at the church. He shared his talents of leadership, teaching, and singing, all as ways of sharing his witness. He shared his gifts, which resulted in his financial giving growing to tithing. He also shared his gift of caring for others by creating a foundation at Shambly Methodist, which provides financial aid to church and community members for a variety of needs. Another of his passions was caring for others by leading the cemetery committee and acting as church sexton for Prospect Cemetery, both honoring those departed and providing comfort to their families. He also gave leadership when asked to serve on committees like finance, stewardship, and trustees, but he was always quick to just do a job that he saw needed to be done without being asked. Les did love Shambly First United Methodist Church, his church. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us the Lord. Helen Hegward. For those of us that knew Helen, we knew that she had a lot of love in her. She loved her family, her friends, her church, and most of all, her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Shambly Methodist gave Helen a tremendous amount of love and comfort in her later years. The providential gift of friends and staff that she met here supported her on a continuous journey of growing faith. It was a journey that at times was physically and mentally painful for her. However, faith in the Lord gave Helen the courage and grit to stay gracious, kind, humorous, and loving until that journey ended at her heavenly home. Her family will always be thankful to Shambly Methodist for giving joy and love to Helen. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us the Lord. Hill Latham. Hill loved God, his family, and his church. There was no pretense or put on about him. He was plain and simple in his devotion, his love, his work, and his faith. He always had a smile on his face, and if anybody asked how he was doing, he would always say, doing fine. Hill was devoted to his family, whether it was going without so his daughters could have what they needed, or making sure Bonnie, his wife, had fresh watermelon when she craved it. 
He was a devoted husband to Bonnie. They were high school sweethearts and were married for 63 years. He was a good man who would do anything for anyone and do anything Bonnie asked. His wonderful family is his legacy in this world. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us the Lord. Penny rose. Penny was a joy. Penny had the joy of the Lord down in her heart. Penny was a joy to her family, and they were a joy to her, especially her grandkids, who all called her Nani. She was the family fun planner, with a variety of kinds of Easter egg hunts, birthday party games tailored to the person, minute-to-win-it games, and themed nights on vacation. Penny loved her church, loved being here, always with a smile. She sang faithfully in the choir and made deep and lasting friendships there. She wrote countless cards for Shambly Methodist, acknowledging gifts given in memory and in honor of someone. And she taught her kids, who taught their kids, about the value of expressing thankfulness and that writing cards was a good personal way to do that. Penny never wanted credit or to be named or recognized as she quietly, faithfully, and joyfully planned, organized, and helped. Today, we name you in the highest heavens, Penny. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us the Lord. Sally Strickland. Sally was a wonderful mom. She loved her family dearly. She loved everyone. She would take care of anybody, family, neighbor, or stranger. She was a mom to her whole neighborhood. Sally loved life and nature. She enjoyed to watch God's flowering creation grow and was known for her large garden in the backyard. She loved her church here at Shambly, for she had been a member since the 1950s, and she enjoyed singing in and recruiting for the choir. And she loved to learn and read. She always had at least one book nearby. Sally is loved by all the people who have been so faithfully loved by her, including her family, her neighbors, and her church. We remember in every time and place the saints of God who have shown us the Lord. Today we remember not only the members of our church who've passed, but those who were dear to us, loved by us, as are listed in your bulletins. Please make note of Brad Hendrickson, who's noted there as we give sympathy to his family on his recent passing and we count him as one of those loved by this congregation and the members of it. As we take a moment of silence to remember all of these and their lives and faith. We remember in every time and place 
the saints of God who have shown us the Lord. I actually had a different sort of All Saints experience recently, October 11th. Uh, my wife got us tickets to a concert at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Some of you have heard this story, so just bear with me. Probably my favorite recording artist, singer, songwriter of all times was John Prine. And he passed away recently during the pandemic. And uh, so his wife, his foundation, his record label had a memorial concert for him at the Ryman. My wife got us tickets. And it was sort of a who's who of country music. Legends as well as new artists all doing John's songs. And she even sent me a link to an album that had been put together. Broken Hearts and Dirty Windows is the name of the album. And it was some of these artists doing some of these songs. By the way, if you do anything today that isn't necessarily reading the scriptures, I'll recommend a song to you. Hello in there by John Prine. It's about his experience with people who are aging and near death. On a day like today, when we remember our saints who've passed this year, many of them have lived a long time. I can't help but think about that song that he wrote, Hello in there, which, by the way, he wrote when he was 22 years old, when he was a mailman in Chicago. One of the places he stopped on his route was the local assisted living facility, and he'd go in and deliver the mail to the rooms. And as he paid attention to each of those residents, many of whom didn't get any visitors other than him bringing the mail. It stirred something in him, and he wrote this song about them and about people as they age and what that experience must be like. And he was 22 when he wrote it. I can promise you when I was 22, I had no such high thoughts in my mind. It is a special person and songwriter. So my wife got us tickets to this memorial concert at the Ryman. I'd never been before. It was a fantastic experience. But all these country music artists were there doing John's songs. And, I mean, uh, Bonnie Raitt, Angels from Montgomery, um, Lyle Lovett was there, Chris Isaac. Newer artists like... Um, Jason Isbell, Brandy Carlisle, Nathaniel Ratliff, Margot Price. It was, it was really cool. But I got to confess, I was not very excited about it. And here's why. Because when I started listening to those albums of these other folks, these other artists doing John's songs, I had listened to him sing them so much that when I heard somebody else singing it, and singing it their own way, I did not enjoy that. And while I was, do you know what I mean? Have you had that experience, a song you really like or by a particular artist, and then you hear somebody else do it? 
and do it their own style, their own way, and it sounds different. That's how I felt. And so it was like this wonderful experience, this opportunity that we were going to have to be a part of this like once in a lifetime kind of concert of all these musicians doing the songs of the songwriter that I loved the most. And I was not real excited about it. And we went, and it was incredible. I mean, the Ryman Auditorium, which was built as a church. It was, it was built for preaching. And I, I had something of a spiritual experience while I was there. I mean, and I don't just mean, you know, from the music and the concert, but I'll, more specifically, as I listened to these artists do these songs that I knew every word of and knew them the way John sang them and played them, but they did them, a lot of them differently and some very differently. As I listened to them, I don't know what else to call it other than a sort of a conversion experience. But I realized that they were taking what he had done, what he had written and shared and put out in the world and sang, they were taking it and carrying it on. Carrying it forward in their voice, in their style, in their giftedness as incredible musicians. And I found myself by the end even like enjoying it. <laughs> wow. That was a different kind of all saints experience, I guess, for me, seeing John as a sort of a saint in my life, as a songwriter. And then I think about this Psalm 149 that calls the people of God to sing, to sing a new song to the Lord, to praise God in all times and everywhere. And I think about these saints that we've named among us now, who lived their lives singing praise to the Lord, sometimes literally in the choir, sometimes figuratively by the way they lived and acted and treated other people, by the things that they gave themselves to, their time and attention and gifts, and they've sung praises to the Lord with their lives. And they've handed that to us as the next generation of recording artists in God's music studio, God's auditorium that is Shambly. Not just this building, but this place. Surely, as I read those names, you knew some of those people. You've had an experience or two with them that has helped shape and form you even if you didn't know them, just hearing about their lives and the things that they did and the way they lived their faith, maybe something in there resonated with you and connected with you. And they've given this to us in this moment, in this season, so that we could pick it up and start strumming it, singing it, sharing it with the world in our voice, in our way. And it may look different and sound different than some of them did it. 
I guess that's okay. Because now we're taking that same message, those same lyrics of life and love and faith in God, in Jesus Christ, and we get to share them with the world today and the world to come. This past week, I was most of the week in uh, Lake Junaluska, North Carolina. There's a United Methodist Center there. It's a beautiful place. And I had shared with you all before that I was going up there this week uh, as a part of the delegation from North Georgia, the United Methodist Church of North Georgia, to participate in the election of bishops. And so we did that this week. And um, one of the Episcopal candidates, as he went around to each of the delegations, he was sharing a little about himself and his faith and what it would look like to have him as a bishop. And when he met with our delegation, he brought up the song, When the Saints Go Marching In. We got to hear some of that at the beginning of worship this morning. And he talked about the song as one that is often associated with the saints who have died and they're going marching into heaven. In fact, that's kind of the point of the song, right? And, and it's not uncommon for that song to be played even at a funeral, particularly, I guess, down in New Orleans or Baton Rouge or something like that. But I so appreciated Reverend Nelson saying, it's important, yes, to sing and celebrate and recognize when the saints go marching in. And how about we spend some time on what it looks like for the saints to go marching out? The saints of the church today to go marching out into the world that God has created and loves. To take these gifts from the saints who've gone marching in and to take them with us as we go marching out. Saints of Shambly First United Methodist Church, this is you. You are the ones that these saints who've gone before us have handed down this faith to. And the beautiful ways that they sang it and lived it. And they've given it to you and to me and for us to sing it and live it our way with our voice, with our lives, with our experiences, with our perspective. And to go marching out into the world with it. Oh, may that be true of you and me, us, today. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.